Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. This is going to be episode 69, I believe. Um, this is also the third Sunday of Advent, which is uh, Gaudia Sunday, if I'm correct, my Latin. It basically means joyous Sunday, but also it means the priest actually wears rose. Rose, uh, the third candle uh before the fourth uh the fourth sunday is going to be rose color uh pink looking the priest's vestments will be in a rose color pink the final one will be um white and uh the beautiful thing about it is that it you know we're exploring we're, we're sort of like doing things from two sides we're exploring the world in expectation of the incarnation. And we're also looking forward for the second coming, the final coming of our Lord. All right, when finally uh, everything, all the, the whole world is finally heard of the message, the, the, the finally realized that Christ is the only savior and mankind has to make a final decision. So that, of course, is way in the future, in a diff uh, uh, when the world finally reaches its final, uh, I guess you can say, revelation of conscience, revelation of the mind, and finally when creation has reached its peak, and now must be the you know, must you know make its uh, final, uh, I guess you could say, spiritual stage. Because it has to be a spiritual uh, evolvement when everybody realizes it's only Christ. There's nothing else but Christ. It's only God and there are no other paths. So anyway, let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to please pray for me and, and with me in, to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us and forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrielesion. 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 Kristelesion. 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 Kyrielesion. 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 Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy. Christ have mercy. Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. <clears throat> okay. So let's... Uh, yeah, so we... We as Catholics, I just put on a podcast talking about Christian Zionism, right? Before the reading begins, I want to talk about this. And I'll do another podcast about it. Uh, it was more of a improv episode, but I get most of my episodes are like that. But in the thing is, we as Catholics, and I, it's also with the Orthodox, the Eastern Orthodox, the Oriental, as they might call them, like the Coptics and the Armenians, 
uh, the Chaldeans and uh, the Maronite and the Malachite and all the other, uh, all these ancient uh, Orthodox uh, apostolic. The correct term would be apostolic because from the apostles. We have the liturgy. So a temple would be anathema, would be uh, anti-Christ. The idea of building a temple so you can re-inaugurate that, the, um, the coming of Christ, the idea of restoring animal sacrifices is like giving God the middle finger. You can't do that. You can't restore it. Before he was betrayed, he gave us the priesthood, the night of the Last Supper. He also instituted the Eucharist. He, when he washed their feet, that was the sign of the priesthood because they have to walk in his steps. It's walk in his persona, imitation of him, the persona Christi, the priesthood. But we all, in a sense, are that because we all receive baptism. But for them, for the 12, they're designated because he will be teaching through them. He will be ministering through them. He will be baptizing, marrying people through them. He would be absolving sins through them, feeding the world his body and blood through them, through the priests. Persona Christi, that's the whole purpose of it. So the idea of continuing animal sacrifices, which many of these um, messianic Christians or messianic Jews or messianic believers, as they want to call themselves, this is really blasphemous. Animal sacrifices has been absolved, destroyed. You can't do that anymore. It's over. It's over. You can't do that. He gave us, the incarnation came into the world. The animal sacrifices, the state of the world in the time before his incarnation was in a state of sin. And in, yes, there's still sin, <clears throat> but the sin now, the, 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 the realization and understanding of it has changed because of the incarnation, the word becoming flesh. The word of God came into the world through to humanity, through the Virgin Mary, true God and true man came into the world. The spiritual state of the whole world was elevated. Even for those who are not believers, they have been brought, they have been elevated. Others who, in that stage, we, our eyes have been opened, our ears have been opened, our hearts have been opened, our minds have been opened, and we, and we acknowledged him as God. Others who have not yet acknowledged him as God may have acknowledged his existence like some historians, but they don't believe in him. They may acknowledge him as a prophet like Muslims do, but don't believe, but still don't believe him as God, as savior. The Jews completely reject him. 
right? Like the Jews, they reject him, and many even reject his existence who are atheists. So there are many people in the world that just don't believe in him. So, but the state, the state of mankind, the the state in sin has changed. They, they still, in many cases, even though some want to persist in paganism, others want to persist in self-worship, which is still paganism, pride, and others, in a sense, just want to insist and live in a state of of complete carnal sin, perversion. But still, mankind has reached a point now. Something has changed in our consciousness. And that was because of the incarnation. This is, of course, many of this is just my understanding because, you know, it's not, I, I, I you know, I only pick it up from what I read and how I understand it. But still, I do believe Christ has changed our consciousness, our understanding. But the rest of it, you know, it's a, it's a veil. We have veils of our own. The, re the first veil, I would say, in a sense, was before the incarnation. But all of humanity, everything has changed because of his coming. So this idea of rebuilding the temple, I would say it's so bad, so evil, so blasphemous. And the idea that you would have Christians that want to take part in it. Let me tell you something. The many of the Jews who want to build the temple, they don't they don't respect Christians. There, if you go on videos, they even look at messianic Christians as useful idiots. They only use them for money. To bring in money to help them. But truly, it it would be a great insult. And a, and, a, and a frightening one. Anyway, let's go into our reading. I took too long. Let's begin. Okay, the first reading. Isaiah 61, verse 1 to 2, and then and verse 10 to 11. Isaiah 61, verse 1 to 2, 10 to 11. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring glad tidings to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to announce a year of favor from the Lord and a day of vindication by our God. I rejoice heartily in, heartily in the Lord. I rejoice heartily in the Lord. In my God is the joy of my soul. For he has clothed me with a, robe of, with a robe of salvation and wrapped me in a mantle of justice like a bridegroom adorned with, with a didium, like a bride bedecked with her jewels as the earth brings forth its plants and a garden makes its growth spring up. So will the Lord make justice and praise spring up before all the nations. The word of the Lord, thanks be to God. Okay. The response from the psalm is from Luke. Uh, chapter, 40, chapter 1, verse 46 to 48, 49 to 50, 
53 to 54, it is the Magnificat of Our Lady. My soul rejoices in my God. My soul rejoices in my God. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked upon his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. My soul rejoices in my God. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. My soul rejoices in my God. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy. My soul rejoices in my God. One more time. My soul rejoices in my God. My soul rejoices in my God. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with upon for he has looked upon his lowly servant. From this day all generations will call me blessed. My soul rejoices in my God. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. My soul rejoices in my God. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to, help, to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy. My soul rejoices in my God. Okay. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 16 to 24. St. Paul's letter to the uh, first letter to the Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 16 to 24. Hold on. It's Sunday morning in Brooklyn, so people's car alarms are going off. All right. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians once again chapter 5 verse 16 to 24. Pray without ceasing in all circumstances. Give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophetic utterances. Test everything. Retain what is good. Refrain from every kind of evil. May the God of peace make you perfectly holy and may you entirely May you, entirely, spirit, soul, and body, be preserved blameless for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will also accomplish it. One more time. First Thessalonians, St. Paul's letter to First Thessalonians, chapter 5, 16 to 24. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in all circumstances give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophetic utterances, test everything, retain what is good, refrain from every kind of evil. 
May the God of peace make you perfectly holy and may you entire may you entirely spirit soul and body be preserved blameless for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ the one who calls you is faithful and he will also accomplish it the word of the Lord thanks be to God all right um now we begin the reading. Um, the gospel reading is from the Gospel of St. John, chapter 1, verse 6 to 8, 19 to 28. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me, me to bring glad tidings to the poor. Okay. The Gospel of the Lord. Okay. A man named John was sent from God. He came to, for testimony to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to him to ask him, Who are you? He admitted did not deny it, but admitted, I am not the Christ. So they asked him, What are you then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. So, so they said to him, Who are you? So we can give an answer to those who sent us. What do you have to say for yourselves? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the desert, Make straight the way of the Lord. As Isaiah the prophet said, some Pharisees were also sent. They asked him, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ or Elijah or the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water. But there is one among you whom you do not recognize, the one who is coming after me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie. This happened in Bethany, across the Jordan, where John was baptizing the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So last... Last Sunday um, was the Gospel of Mark. I'm quite certain of it. Let me just double check. Okay. Um, actually, last Sunday was, I'm sorry, last Sunday was the, was Mary going up to, uh, to visit uh, Elizabeth, uh, who was pregnant with John Saint John the Baptist. Before that, actually, we had the opening of the Gospel of um, of uh, the first Advent Sunday, the, go the Gospel of Mark, Saint Mark. So, in a sense, we're we're sort of like following in the footsteps of Our Lady. 
and then also following the footsteps of the proclamation of of the gospel the coming of our lord his public ministry john testified to who jesus christ is but john also testified not just to himself but he was testifying of the fulfillment of God's promise to the world, God's promise through through the prophet, through the people of Israel. They they were they were the launching pad, the launching pad to God getting his message, message to the whole world. God's get God giving his message, getting ready his promise he made to Abraham. The promise he made to Adam and Eve that he would fix all this. <clears throat> the promise he made to all the souls, so the unknown souls who the prophets, the the great people before the flood, the people who were desperate that the world can be liberated from, from the evil of the, the, the captivity to Satan. Because there was a whole world, a whole world that wanted, wanted deliverance, wanted salvation. And they were overwhelmed by, by evil, by the evil that led to the flood. Noah and his family. And then the world, the world recovering. I know some people are not going to believe in all this stuff about the flood. But guess what? A lot of a lot of so-called legends and myths have been proven to, ha to have truth in them. As impossible as it may seem, I think the evil testifies to the truth. Evil itself, its unimaginable uh, unimaginable uh, things that it does, the evil that it does, I think proves much to to the good because evil has no limits good is so much greater and it's also a lot harder for people to achieve holiness is a very difficult path people think being holy means being self-righteous it doesn't mean that it means being conscious being con having a greater form of consciousness a greater state of faith it's hard being holy holy doesn't mean walk around with your head in the clouds or walking up on clouds holiness is a struggle prayer is a struggle love loving someone properly is a struggle without dominating them evil is the insecurity evil is um self-love pride fear it's all because of uncertainty it's all because of selfishness and then it's even worse because when the person in their heart realizes in their deep subconscious they realize the wrong they did some people dig themselves further deeper even i think fanaticism fanaticism is an ans is 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 um 
is a lack of love. It's a lack of faith. It's actually making God into a pagan idol. It's reduce. It's basically, it's all absence of faith, absence of the love of God, absence of consciousness of your actions, of yourself, of, of realizing that you've gone way overboard. I mean, a lot of people have to understand that, basically. I think it's, you know, even I think non-religious people who develop a hatred towards religion because religion has failed them. It's true. It can fail you. It can it can fail because you, you, you know, even religious leaders can be empty and devoid of, of love. Religion can be empty and devoid of God. There is, There are good ways of doing it and bad ways. The best way is to love God and to have a love for your neighbor. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with every ounce of your being and strength, of your consciousness. But love your neighbor as yourself. Because to love your neighbor as yourself means you love the fact that God has made you. You are made in the image of likeness of God. It's to acknowledge God's likeness in yourself, in your very being. And by loving your neighbor, you're acknowledging the image of God in them. Regardless, it doesn't, make, it doesn't tell you regardless if they believe or not. Or they believe the same way as you. It doesn't say that in there, does it? That's a challenge. It's a challenge for yourself. Right? When Jesus told the story of the Good Samaritan, what was the difference? I mean, today, if you go look online, go on YouTube and type in Samaritan's today, the Samaritan people today, and you'll find out they still exist. They still exist. There's, they, their numbers have dwindled because of the, the problem of the intermarriage, but it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. You get a picture of that world as close as possibly of what it was like during the time of Christ. And, you know, they still exist. They practice ancient uh, Hebrew, an ancient Hebrew, different from the Hebrew that we know of, but it's fascinating. But going back to what I was saying, the, Samar the, the, the Israelite walking by gets attacked. He gets attacked possibly by high women, possibly by, who knows, we don't know what kind of men attacked him. They could have been Samaritans, they could have been Jews, it doesn't say. Stripped, wounded, left for naked, and in it, the story tells you that a, a priest, a Jewish priest walks by, sees a, a fellow Jew, a fellow Israelite, beaten and left for naked. He was robbed. And he walks around him, not to defile himself. This is very important. All right, this is very, very important. Not to defile himself. Jesus turns that on on his fellow Jews in Jerusalem. 
as it shows that that behavior, that behavior, because they do have a code where you can break your 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 religious the religious. You know, certain rituals can be broken. Certain codes can be put aside in order to help your neighbor. The priest decides not to. Um, you, I can't remember. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to look it up, but it, it can go the same way. There's a Levite. A Levite is like a deacon. He is of the same class as the high priest. He does the same thing. And, and, and I'm going to take a guess. I think there's another which is another fellow Israel, just an average Jew, does the same thing, doesn't do anything. Both of them, because they didn't want to defile themselves, and both of them just because they didn't, the truth is, Jesus is saying, you you don't love, you don't have any love of God in your heart, you don't have any mercy, the mercy of God is not in your heart. The love of neighbor is not in your heart, the love of a fellow countryman is not in your heart. The truth is, you don't have any, any mercy, any love, you don't have, your, your love for God is purely on the same level as paganism. You're, you have love of yourself. And that's, that's very important because it, bas it basically, if you're willing to not do this, what more are you willing not to do? What that really, that this was showing that this is who they really are. This is who they really are. You know, they often say how people, when they get money, um, they, people say they changed. But the answer to that is no, they didn't change. That's who they were all the time. This is who they are. They were like this even before the money. The money only brought it out. Fame. And, and wealth only brought out the truth of who they are. This is this is the truth. This is this is what was lacking in them even before before money because it was already there. You see, it's <clears throat> a lot of times we have to the, the the Christ Christ who is true God and true man is demanding that we be, if we have faith and believe in him and believe him as savior, we have to, we have to face the truth that's in, in us that we're not willing to, to acknowledge. I think we have to, we have to look, we have to realize our Lord is calling us to a deeper consciousness of ourselves, a deeper consciousness of ourselves. We always, it's, it's not, it's not meant to be going to the Eastern the, all this Eastern stuff, but this is this is who Jesus is. Jesus is telling you how great that darkness in you is. Have a deep consciousness of it. Be aware that it's there. <clears throat> Be aware that it's there. John the Baptist came at the Jordan River. The spirit of uh, the reading that we just had from Isaiah. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Okay, this reading, this reading of Isaiah is, yes, it's an acknowledgement of Christ's mission to mankind. 
But the fact is the Spirit of God isn't just upon him, became upon him, but he passed that Spirit into all of us. He, he, he is the, the channel. He is true God and true man. He is bringing this new consciousness inside of us to be aware of what kind of people we really are. We have to start being aware of it. This desperation, like I pointed out about the Zionistic Christians, you think that this is really a Christian way of behaving, of the idea of, I mean, the man I heard literally said, this was a, a white Southerner by his accent, I hope they turn Gaza into an ash heap. He's calling upon the death and destruction of fellow human beings made in the image and likeness of God. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, okay, everybody always does this. October 7th, are you saying October 7th, uh, the Israelis, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not, I'm not condoling what happened. I condemn whatever happened, but there was a lot that didn't happen. We, we jumped on the bandwagon. When, when tragedies, are, uh, horrible tragedies and acts of violence happen, you should wait. A, sometimes I hate saying this, but this is true. I, I've done this. I've failed to do this myself. Wait a week or more or even a month before we find out the full truth of what happened. Wait till a month. Because you don't know everything the media is telling you. You got to remember, what, look where we are. We're heading towards election season. We're heading towards a new presidential election season. And many of our politicians are going to jump on it and abuse it and exploit it to get elected. All right, the Israeli lobby, the, the support for Israel is written into our American DNA culture. You can't, you know, it's deeply written both on the Democrat and the, and, and the Republican side, the conservative side. It's written in deeply into American Protestant fundamentalism, evangelicalism. It's written in it. And it's, it's deeply part of them. Right or wrong, good or evil, it's part of it. Lies or truths, it's part of it. Supporting Israel is the key to becoming a presidency. What I'm trying to say is, is that we, we have to shift through the lie and the truth. Remember a couple of a while ago they were talking about uh, decapitated babies' heads. There was no validation. There was no confirmation of it. And it turns out when you ask the question, were their babies horribly mutilated and murdered? There wasn't. They haven't found it. People claim they see it, but I believe with all honesty, I hate to tell you, but I think we're being lied to. But this, the United Nations did their investigation. Many reporters, even Israeli reporters, said there was no photographs of dead, of, of babies. This is the kind of world. This is the new idol, the new pagan idol. Politics is our new pagan idol. But going back, we, we have to be aware 
of, of the evil in us. We have to be aware of it. We, we can turn things. Fanatics can turn good. Uh, the truth is that can turn a certain part of faith, avoid the spirit and the truth of the faith for the materialistic part of the faith. They can turn it and corrupt it into a pagan idol. A pagan idol for power and gain. It can be done in Catholicism, right? It has been done. It has been done many times where, where Catholics turned against each other. Christians have turned against each other. Bishops have turned against each other. Even the office of the Pope can be turned to a pagan idol. Even the office of bishop can be turned into a pagan idol. The church can be turned into a pagan idol. People can turn themselves into pagan idols. Devoid of truth. Cultish. Fanatical. Taken over by Satan right before our own very eyes. This is what happened in the days of John the Baptist when our Lord appeared. The temple became a pagan idol. It became the pagan idol of politics. The priesthood became an, an idol of politics. The priesthood, the, ra the, 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 the religious leaders made themselves into pagan idols. Pride and vanity kicked in. John the Baptist was pointing to this. All the prophets were all reformers. You know, I've been telling you, I've been listening to uh, Bishop Marmari Emmanuel, and he's going through the book of Revelation. And he's talking about the seven letters of the churches are the seven stages of the church's life. And there were several stages that became antagonistic to the faith. Pergam, Pergama, which is Pergamos, is the, the marriage between church and state, the marriage between the church and the world. Politics entered the church and the church embraced it. Many of our religious leaders embraced it. It's the same thing. John here is basically pointing out, he's pointing uh, to the problems within the temple. This is something we have to understand. The religious leaders of Israel did not want a Messiah. They didn't want any Messiah. They didn't care if he was a political messiah, a social revolutionary messiah, uh, uh, an activist messiah. It didn't matter even if he was savior, real spiritual, whatever. No messiah was coming. The people can keep hoping, expecting it, but no messiah was coming. Caiaphas and Annas and the Sanhedrin and even for some Pharisees, those who were politically in charge, even for the Herods, no Messiah is coming. No Messiah is coming. The people can hope for one. They can pray for one. And if he does appear, we're putting him to death before he gets too popular. This is what they did to our Lord. Because no one is changing anything. The, social, uh, the status quo is remaining. Caiaphas and Annas and the political, the, the elites, we're not, you know, we're not going to change anything. All right? No Messiah. No Messiah today. No Messiah tomorrow. That's what they thought and that's what they wanted.
The zealots may were looking for a zealot messiah, a revolutionary messiah. The Pharisees were looking for a uh, messiah of their kind. The people were looking for a messiah representing them. No messiah. No messiah's coming. That's what they thought and that's what they wanted. And that's exactly what happened. That's why they got rid of John and then they got rid of our Lord because they wanted no Messiah. But they didn't realize they were falling right into the political trap. They were fall not political trap, excuse me, but right into prophecy. Pro God's will, God's will will be done. And this is the time that God, that, that God decided to fulfill the prophecy. And why it's hard for people to, for them to see the truth, because God is not going to make it easier for you to see this truth. You have to see that he's going to, he's going to use our political and social time, our, uh, the world that we have. He's going to use it to his advantage. And we have to look carefully. We have to listen carefully. Anyway, let's end it here. Okay, and I'll get back to another uh, episode. I'll talk a little bit more about this um, Christian Zionism a little bit more. I'll tell you about the things I've seen. I'll try to find some things online. Maybe I'll I'll play it with uh, audio just to give you an idea. Okay, God bless. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages. God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven. And by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. He rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. And his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins and look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Ah, welcome to Brooklyn. All right, let's... Um, we need to say um, some some Hail Marys. We need to say some prayers. We need to pray for some people. Seriously pray. Um, uh, there is a Catholic church in Gaza called Holy Family. Um, it's been attacked. Uh, we need to pray for, because it's the one, only, one and only Catholic church. I think the Sisters of Charity, the Sisters of Charity help there. Um, let's say Hail Mary, because I heard my mom tell me that there was a report about uh, two women, a mother and daughter were hurt or attacked. I'm not too sure if they, how badly, uh, but we need to say a prayer because 
this one Catholic church helps everybody there, whether, I mean, right now there was an Orthodox church, an Orthodox church that was traced back to the third century. Um, and it was destroyed a couple of weeks ago. Um, horrible. Uh, it was a, considered a, a relic of an important monument of the past. Um, so we need to pray for, for our brothers and sisters over there. And yes, we need to pray regardless if they're um, Catholic or Protestant or Orthodox Christian or even Muslim. We have to, we have to say a Hail Mary. So let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now the hour of our death. Amen. So, uh, we also have to say, uh, pray because the people in Gaza, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the food that's allowed in is every calorie is counted by the Israeli government, the Israeli regime. They count that they count it literally at a starvation level. They don't want them to starve, but they count how much food can be distributed they don't want them. They, they don't. They, they don't even allow chocolates, chocolates in, in the, the the Gaza Strip. They don't allow chocolates in there. Um, they, they, they control everything. You you can't shipping can't come in, trucks can't come in. Uh, they don't allow it in. They don't. They don't allow anything. The medicine is controlled. And I just saw a report where they went into a hospital with their bomb sniffing dog. They allowed one of the dogs to attack an, a man in a wheelchair and the doctors weren't allowed. This was on the news. The doctors weren't allowed. This was CNN. CNN, by the way, showed this. They weren't allowed to help. They were prevented from helping. They arrested the manager of the hospital. Um, this is not to hate Jews. This is not to encourage anti-Semitism. This is not to encourage, uh, uh, anti-Jewish. No, this is nothing to do with that. This is about right and wrong, good and evil. This is about racism. This is about sin. So we, ha you know, there, you know, the people there are starving. They got no... They're drinking salt water, seawater. Diseases are starting to spread. So we have to pray. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Saint Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild and wicked attacks of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.